Hi, Tina. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to another episode of The Body Love Construct, where we have intelligent, opinion-based conversations around reconstructing the generational conditioning that has influenced Black women's narratives about themselves. Through our discussions, we hope you find something that gets you into thinking about the stories you formed about yourself and determine if perhaps it's time to rethink a few things. So every so often, Lisa, I think that it's important that we talk about some of our own personal narratives and how things may have changed for us. And I wanted to share some some things that were on my mind about my own narrative. And I've been reading, I've, I've read this book, The Celestine Prophecy. I read it many, many, many years ago. I'm rereading it now. And it, it came to this point about something called control drama. And that really was ta- speaks about the narratives or the things that we do in our narrative to control people around us. I had to take a look at like, what was my control drama as a kid in my family. And uh, my family will hear this and they'll start cracking up because my thing was I was always sick on Monday. I never wanted to go to school on Monday, every Monday. We had that that podcast about storytelling. I was a good storyteller and a liar (laughs) on Monday about, you know, being sick. I did not like Monday mornings. As an adult now, Monday, I have turned Monday into my day. And I don't know how that happened, but I just could not function on a Monday. Although to my, you know, pat myself on the back. I was an honor roll student. I was a who's who American high school student. And I graduated Cumulati from Howard University. So being sick on Monday or not wanting to take a class on Monday, uh, it worked for me. <laughs> all the Monday you got those it, it, it worked for me. But I, you know, I think about that and, you know, as a child, you think you're manipulating your parents, but they, they, you know, know what's going on. But the, the whole thing with the soul steam prophecy Uh, This piece in it that I'm interested in exploring is is talking about your parents and why were you born to your parents? What did you get from your parents? And how that affect your being and how how you shaped your life based on how you interact with your parents. And it got me to thinking about the first time that I even thought about my relationship with my parents. You know, as a Black child, you didn't really question your parents. Mm -hmm. Your parents were your parents. Whatever they told you was, you know, the story that they told you was the one you sort of lived and believed. And I remember reading this book way back in the, I was in the 90s, but it was this book called Sacred Pampering Principles was written by a Black woman, Debrina Jackson Gandy. And in it, she encourages taking a look at your parents and understanding who your parents are. And I had never really questioned my parents or who they were or how they raised me. Yes, I had had disagreements with my parents and all of that, but it took me a while to really do a deep dive and understand the relationship that I had and how that affected me and how I hadn't really let them know things that had bothered me. I found myself crying about this when I was reading it. 
And I got up because I lived on Broadway in New York City. And right on the corner from my apartment building was what I called my chariot, the 104 bus. And I got on the bus because I was so feeling so crazy. I couldn't even walk to Barnes & Noble. I could have walked to Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. on 86th Street and Broadway. I wrote down and bought a journal. And I've been journaling ever since. Wow. And I keep the journal. I've been keeping the journal. And I remember that what I really want to share, and you know, this is really telling, is that when I started writing the journal back in the 90s, I realized that I was... I had shaped a narrative about myself that was steeped in a whole lot of nonsense. Hmm. I really was, I found when I started to write that when you're in your journal, you tell the truth to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was finding that, you know, I was finding out all these truths about myself because sort of back to conversations we've had before, I wasn't feeling great about how I looked, how I was shaped. And so I had crafted just everything like my friends was when I talk to talk to them about it now and say that you know I was feeling insecure and I I wasn't all that confident they're like what like we would see you on the yard and you always dress good and and you look good dressing my body was important Mm -hmm. because that was a facade oh so that what you could talk about was well you look great as opposed to what's going on with you. And then I think about the fact that when we were at, when I was in school, we didn't really talk about our emotions and our feelings or what's going on. We weren't consoling each other in that way. We're busy talking about, oh, he broke up with you. I'm so, so girl. We, you know, we weren't talking about anything deep down that at least I wasn't in with people I was friends with. And I'm thinking, you know, now that these narratives and stories that I had placed for myself were really a shield. When I talk about fading to black, this was my way of disappearing so that I wouldn't be seen because I was just not comfortable. I didn't know or feel like people wanted to see or know me. And I know people get, again, have felt really crazy when they hear me say this because I have this appearance otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a long time to... It took me a long time to get to that point and then to be able to get to the point of broadening my narrative, my story to include this whole body shaming that I did to myself based on things that were going on around me or not feeling comfortable, not feeling confident. And again, as we're talking and doing these podcasts, when things come up, being truthful that our own narratives will help other people think about what's going on with themselves, what has happened with them. And this is part of my truth that writing those journals back in the 90s made me come to terms with all the things I had made up to make myself feel okay about myself. And then understanding my relationship with my parents a little bit better so that I was able to eventually talk to them about things that had bothered me or things that did not sit well with me. I remember when my mother passed a couple of years back, I was really at peace because I had talked things through with her about certain things. It's important to make sure, again, we're communicating in ways with kids, parents, grandparents, and understanding 
so that when they pass on, you're not saying, oh, my God, I, I never got to talk to them about this. And you're left with a piece of your narrative that is incomplete or not exactly feeling great because it doesn't have any eventual understanding in it. So encourage people to, I'm a person that says you should journal, get a journal if you want to, you don't have to, but I'm telling, I'm saying that thinking about writing your own stories, it's not just thinking them, it's writing them down and getting information down. And you can reflect back on how far you've come or where you've gone and what your story, how your story has progressed and maybe have some understanding of where your loose ends might be. And I shared this in one of our other podcasts too, the understanding with particularly with my mom and her artwork, the understanding of her story being told through visuals and the fact that the catalyst for the work that I have been doing about the body was based in my doing collage work. It was based in art and bringing forth those stories through a visual. And then, as I said, I've been writing since I was six, you know, also writing the things down. So I just wanted to take some time to share something really personal. I'm not promoting anybody's book or, or their philosophies or what they said, but I will say that reading is is a big thing in my in my life. I have too many books in my house. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but picking up tidbits and books and things can help in the progression of, of your story or finding out more about yourself. Depending upon what you're reading, again, I'm not saying get these books and you know live and die by the words that they say. Find something that resonates with you and then figure out how that works for you. And that's what I'm doing. Thinking about more about. My parents, again, at this stage of the game, is there more that I need to understand about who they were and how that shaped me as individual? Thank you so much for this, Tina. You're welcome. It's so helpful. And it kind of, it kind of brings together everything that we are doing here yeah. at the Body Love Construct and our narratives. Well, I think it also says that I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. And that a path was crafted for me that I didn't know what it was. And there's been little, you know, tidbits all along the way that have gotten me to this point of where I feel like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that this body that has carried me through 60 some odd years of life has carried me through all this time and has lots of stories to tell. And I have been telling them through my art. I, do a lot of writing and so my you know the stories are out there and I hope there's more to share. That's awesome. Oh, so anyway, generational love is like generational wealth. We must pass it on. We surely must. Bye bye.